Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Riding around in his underwear, Freakazoid, Freakazoid. Did you see my Freakazoid tweet? Uh, I saw it, but I can't remember what it was about. It was, uh, eight, Freakazoid is ADHD the superhero. Oh, Freakazoid, oh, hot take. Freakazoid is TikTok the superhero. Uh, so ADHD the superhero. Boom! <laughs> the fuck? Um, we call this a setup, by the way, everybody. Oh, that's how you wanted to set this up? Because... I was just gonna, all right, so have you ever waited in line for like a release or for a drop of any kind of like product or anything like that? Yes. Okay, so what, 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 well, I mean, how I... early are we talking? Did you camp out? Like, what, what was it for? Uh, well, I mean, I've gone to countless card product pre-releases. Okay, so like how early do you tend to show up for these pre-releases? Half an hour to an hour? Half an hour? So get there at like 9 o'clock in the morning right. when it opens at 10? So, okay, okay. So, so like that's, and I mean, I'm typically not the first person there. Right. Like, So, have you ever waited out front of a store for it to open? Yeah, because pre-releases would be before the store opens, so... No, 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 no. I mean, outside of, like, pre-releases, outside of, like, special drops or anything like that. Like, I'm not talking, like, you know, the Call of Duty, like... Okay, I mean, I... There have been times that I've just been up all night, and I'll, like... If I have to go to Walmart and I get there ten minutes early, you sure? Ten minutes? Okay, so what would you say would be the earliest you would wait outside of a store for it to open? With, like, no special reason to go in or yeah. not anticipating yeah. any line, maybe 15 minutes. Because if it's more than 15 minutes, I'm sure there's something else I can come up with that I can use my 15 minutes for. Recently, TikTok user Ellie Zoe uh, went viral for posting a video where she questioned whether people who wait outside of stores, you know, 20 minutes before they fucking open it. <laughs> are okay like and i i kind of wonder in the same thing like why would you not wait in your fucking car right like and you i it made me think about have i ever stood out front of a store and waited for it to fucking open it does kind of feel like weird behavior if you think about it like i get people who may have gotten dropped off at an uber and you know you just happen to be 10 minutes early you know what i will oddly i will oddly back your point when I said that I would wait outside because I'd already be up, already being up is not normal behavior. Okay, so like, yeah, why do people do that? Like, why why would you not wait in your car for the store to open? Because, like, because. What, what, like. Here, here's one reason. Okay. I learned this as a teenager. It's more fun to go somewhere and do nothing than to stay somewhere and do nothing. Literally to the opposite of your point, you are standing out front of the store waiting for it to fucking open. <laughs> but if you live like 20 minutes away and you're really bored, 
45 How minutes. How bored do you have to be to go stand out front of a Best Buy, my nigga? Like... I, uh, okay, so here on the flood with Dyke, how how bored? I will give you I will give you an exact amount of how bored. We like two losses of League of Legends and brain fart in editing away. That's how much you need to be bored to go to somewhere. Uh, if you're retired and you're just getting dropped off and you're gonna be in the shopping center for the next three hours, yeah, you want to get in there before everybody else gets in there and have your time away from everybody else. Some of these women think people are judging them because they've been retired so long that they don't get any drama except for the drama they make up in their head. What? That sounds like a herd of Karens. Right. And that's what we get at Ulta TV. I was going to say, that's who it feels like to me waits out front of the store for it to open is a Karen. Like, to give if, a perfect example, it's like the bus if, from Spongebob and they drop off all the anchovies. If I'm on opening shift, right, and I show up to my opening shift on time for my opening shift and there is a line of people waiting outside... By the way, it's an opening shift, so you're there early. I'm automatically... No, no. So are the people waiting in line. If I show up 20 minutes early to my opening shift and there are people waiting in line for me 20 minutes early, (laughs) I'm automatically going to feel like, oh, it's going to be a shit day. It's going to absolutely be a shit day. There's a line of Karens waiting for me to open in the fucking... And I have to tell them... Opening shifts at Starbucks were awful. And I have to tell them, you're going to have to wait a minute. I worked two opening shifts at Starbucks, and one of them I got a panic attack before it started. And you can't come in the store just because I'm here. Legitimate excuse to miss work. That's like having to, and then it sucks, right? Probably you have to go in through the front, right? Like a lot of, do you think Best Buy, do you think employees at Best Buy have to come in through the front entrance? Do you think there's a back entrance for opening shift? You would think. Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) They should get Black Friday workers like Kevlar. Black Friday workers should get like, triple pay right like they should get emergency like hazard pay what's worse black friday like black friday doors opening or the january 6th insurrection why would you ask because it's a viable comparison no it is not (laughs) no it is nobody you know what you know what let's let's chalk let's look up the death toll of black friday's I was going to say, I was gonna say, nobody has ever rolled up to a Walmart packing heat and zip ties, but... Check yourself before you wreck yourself. This is America, and Texas is a state. (laughs) This is a perfect example of one of my new favorite sayings. You would like to say that about a Black Friday opening, but you don't want to bite your tongue while it is pressed against your cheek. Is that the whole saying that you thought about? like? Bringing? No, I totally stole that from my dad. You don't want to bite your tongue while it is pressed against your oh, cheek. Oh, okay, so the Black Friday part is not included. See, I thought it was See, all like, one See, like, you would be saying that as a dramatization to which you would only find out that it's true. 
would be a perfect example of biting your tongue while it's pressed against your teeth. So, ultimately, what you are saying, though, is waiting out front of a store when you have nothing better to do and it's not open is acceptable behavior. Outside the door, I think, is a little weird. For 20 minutes at a time, dog? Like, come on, like... If they were at least smoking a cigarette, that would be... That doesn't take 20 minutes. No! All right, so if they're there 20 minutes... All right. Okay, fine. I admit it. It's a little weird. I know that Ulta lines get stacked real quick, and you gotta wait in line. So some people may be trying to get in there to be the first or second or third in line, so they're not waiting 10 people deep. Is this for a sales drop, though? This is, well, Ulta has incentives on their app. And yes, if you buy certain products during certain days of the week, when they tell you, oh, you're going to get double, triple, or four times the amount of points, yes, you buy your certain products that you like that's in that lineup on those certain days. That feels like extreme. Mm, I would call another devil's advocate. How long do you think the line for a casino would be if casinos closed? So like like horse race, uh, places where you go to place horse bets, right? Horse race bets. Um, Imagine if a casino closed at bar closing time at two o'clock. How long do you think the line would be at six in the morning when they open again? Can we talk about the now? Okay, uh, tide title. At that point, there um, would be people waiting four hours for doors to open. Tide pool. Um, isn't it wild that casinos never closed? Well, I, I can give you some inside info on that. Um, I think we You'll never all... find a clock. You'll never find windows. I think, well, okay, we all know that. Most of us know that. And it's an addiction, so you might need to feed your habit at any hour. That is a large reason of why I quit working at a casino. Oh, because you didn't, you couldn't stand... I felt like, people. I felt like a dealer and not really? like a ooh, weed dealer. Ooh, I felt ooh, like a dealer. Oh, you... Ew, I felt like a drug dealer. Ayo, <laughs> hey, fuck out of here. What are you? <laughs> the fuck? Oh my god. I couldn't watch. I, like, no, I felt. This guy. I felt legit bad watching this these guy. people just, like, progressively get worse. Oh, uh, did you? I mean, feel bad for people, you know, making. It's like, nah, addiction is a disease. And if you have addiction, help but also i'm talking these people would be wearing the same clothes for four days in a row have you ever seen a crackhead yeah and i would feel (laughs) bad being a crack dealer (laughs) okay so that was i guess that's the long road i was getting to i would feel bad selling crack (laughs) yes but would you feel bad selling coke Yes! <laughs> okay, okay. Alright, fine. I guess we're being fair and objective here. Thanks, Fox Like, News. look, if the first time they come to buy Coke from me, they're wearing Gucci. <laughs> the second time they buy from me, they're wearing Louis. The third time, they're wearing Calvin. The fourth, they're wearing Tommy Hilfiger. And then the fifth, they're wearing Kirkland. I'm I'm gonna be concerned when they're showing up to me wearing Did you Kirkland. Say Kirkland? <laughs> does Kirkland? Does Kirkland make clothes? Kirkland Is makes it? everything. Oh. Yes, they make clothes. I have I have Kirkland white tees at my house. The one that 
But yeah, by like the fifth time and they buy from me and they're wearing Kirkland, I'm a little concerned. I mean, listen. Gang. I am... They went from Gucci Gang to Kirkland Crew. It always just makes me think of that episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Think about it. They went from Jalen to Jacoby. That episode, <laughs> that episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they Dennis and Dee tried this they tried crack one time. Right. Which turned into many. And ultimately, I did not feel bad for either one of them. For they are terrible people. <laughs> and I feel like most of the people, most of the people, maybe I'm pulling a Hillary. But I'm like, I don't know. When you that hard off in a casino, you don't end up there for no reason, right? Uh, like, take Squid Game into account, right? Like, homeboy started off a gambler. So he ended up in a situation where... He was playing for his life. Also, shout out to Squid Game for all their fucking Emmys. I mean... Listen, also, a wild year that we f that Squid Game was for this year's Emmys. <laughs> that part fucked me up a little bit just now. I'm not even going to lie to you, right? Like, when you're like, wow, Squid Game was this, this year. year. This year, right? Like, here we are, officially in spooky season. As it as we are recording, it is October 1st, right? By the How many time days until Dini's birthday? Uh, so... It is 25 more days until the baby's birthday. The baby will be one years old. Baby Dee Dee! October 26th. But here, October 1st, as we roll into spooky season... There was um, one thing that I did want to say. So this is October 2nd. We're recording on October 2nd. This whole time. 11 years ago. This is one I wanted to shout out. Shout out to Hunter. Hunter. Premiering 11 years ago today. Hunter x Hunter, Hunter Hunter 2011 premiered 11 years ago today. Shout out to that. And two days ago, three days ago, I guess, um, Hocus Pocus 2 dropped on Disney+. And I have not watched it yet. Um, but this is just a little reminder that you can now watch Hocus Pocus 2 on Disney Plus if you were a fan. Were you a fan of the original Hocus Pocus Disney movie uh, with the witches and the black candle and, you know, yeah, yeah, okay, where, where, where are we going? What, what's happening here? It's, it's a whole lot. He's leaning into the mic. I've never seen Hocus Pocus. What? The entire is it because your parents are catholic it's because it's never interested me oh wow mr disney channel was the third channel on my rotation growing up magic the gathering it wasn't realistic enough and i know the irony of me saying that about witchcraft i wish that you guys could have heard the very very deep groan that I let out just now. How? How? What? What? I'm like very confused because literally you've seen Harry Potter. 
I've seen Harry Potter. Um, You've seen Lord of the Rings. Yes. Have you seen the Dungeons and Dragons movie with uh, Marlon Wayans in it? No. Okay. All right. Um, have you seen the Lord of the Rings cartoon and the animated version? I have seen The Hobbit, and I have seen Return of the King. I have not seen The Fellowship of the Ring that was done by a different production studio, no. Have you seen Hansel and Gretel? Are we talking about the hardcore one with Jeremy Renner? Where he's, like, going up against villains with Gatling? All right, so no, no, I haven't. That is the one I was talking about. But you haven't fucking seen Hocus Pocus, though. Like, why do I have to be the one that is like, why haven't you... What? Really? So you just weren't a Disney Channel kid, like, at all? Uh, Disney Channel was my tier three. So, I mean, like, I've seen Hilary Duff, I've seen Smart House, and how prophetically evil that fucking movie is. Have you seen Xenon? I have definitely heard of it. It was probably, like, in my Code Lyoko tier of Cartoon Network relative to Disney Channel. So, Cartoon Network was already tier one, and Code Lyoko was bottom of tier one. So then you get the Disney Channel, and then you have, no, like... No, fuck a Code Lyoko, my nigga. Code like, Lyoko sucks. I'm not even gonna get into that with you right now. That show like, sucks. Yeah, Code Lyoko sucks. And you wanna know what? Rolling Stone did not have it in their top 100 TV shows of all time, which is confirmation that it sucks, according to Rolling Stone. Damn, I'm mad you're just going to disregard all the Disney Channel violations that you had. Just all right, now. so I'm going to go through this top 100 really fast. You don't give me your thoughts on them. You just tell me if you've seen them or not, right? Wait, wait, that's how we really going to run this? We're going to go through it, and then once we're done through the whole list, we're going to talk about it. Ready? Real fast, real fast. You're going to run through 100 TV shows. Real fast, real fast. Just tell me if you've seen them or not. Oh, my God. Eastbound no. and Down. Yes. Oz. Yes. Golden Girls. Yes. Portlandia. Yes. Gunsmoke. No. Key Peel. Yes. Jeopardy. Did Key Peel? Key and Peel. Yes. I said real fast here. <laughs> yes, yes. Stop yelling. Uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes. American Idol. Yes. Broad City. Yes. Dick Van Dyke Show. Yes. Homeland. No. Party Down. Yes. Doctor Who. Yes. Good Times. Yes. Real World. Yes. Real Time with Bill Maher. Yes. House of Cards. Yes. The Jeffersons. Yes. Dallas. No. The Fugitive. No. In Living Color. Yes. 30 Something. No. The Walking Dead. No. Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Yes. American Crime Story. No. Ren and Stimpy. Yes. Transparent. Really? Mm-hmm. Transparent. No. Girls. No. Mr. Show with Wait, Bob and David. Yes, 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 no. Roseanne. Yes. Ed Sullivan Show. No. The State. Does, does watching clips of the Ed Sullivan Show on YouTube count? Sure. Okay, then yes. Uh, The State. No. The Odd Couple. Yes. Downton Abbey. Yes. Happy Days. Yes. Spell Show. Yes. Wonder Years. Yes. Sex in the City. Yes. Your Show of Shows. No. Beavis and Butthead. Roots. Yes. High Street Blues. Really? Roots? Yep. Okay. High Street Blues. No. Faulty Towers. No. 24. 
I feel like I might have seen Faulty Towers before. Okay, uh, yes to 24. Maybe to Faulty Towers? Six Feet Under. I love that show, by the way. I don't think I've seen Six Feet Under. Great show. It was uh, Michael C. Hall really made his name before he became Dexter. Uh, The Muppet Show. Yes. Bob Newhart Show. No. Colbert Report. Yes. Fargo. Yes. Okay. That was the top. That was that was uh, not one hundred to fifty one. ER. Yes. Taxi. Yes. The Office. Yes. Rockford Files. No. Mary Tyler Moore Show. Yes. Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Columbo. No. The Americans. No. NYPD Blue. Yes. The Honeymooners. Yes. The Shield. No. Lost. Yes. Buffy. Yes. Orange is the New Black. <laughs> Yes. Law and Order. Yes. My So-Called Life. Everybody's seen a fucking episode of Law and Order. Um, My So-Called Life, no. 30 Rock. Yes. South Park. Yes. I Love Lucy. Yes. Sesame Street. Yes. Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Yes. Monty Python's Flying Circus. Yes. The X-Files. That was a TV? I guess it was, yeah. Uh, The X-Files, yes. Arrested Development. Yes. Friends. Yes. Veep. Yes. Friday Night Lights. Yes. Deadwood. Yes. Louie. Yes. The Office. Yes. Cheers. Yes. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. Star Trek The Original <laughs> Series. Yes. Twin Peaks. Yes. MASH. Yes. The West Wing. No. Larry Sanders Show. No. David Letterman. Yes. Game of Thrones. No. Freaks and Geeks. Yes. Now we're in the top ten. The Daily Show. Yes. All in the Family. Yes. Saturday Night Live. Yes. Twilight Zone. Yes. Simpsons. Yes. Seinfeld. Yes. Mad Men. Yes. Breaking Bad. Yes. The Wire. No, no, actually. You've never seen Breaking Bad. I've never seen a full episode of Breaking Bad. Okay. The Wire. Yes. And The Sopranos is number one. I've never seen a full episode of Sopranos. Also, I feel like... But we've gone through now that entire list. Rapid fire. I will say there are a couple of things that I believe are missing. Um, I feel like Rapid Fire was totally unnecessary for that. Um, Most of my answers were yes, which makes me feel validated for hosting, co-hosting this podcast. Yep. I keep looking at the camera like there's a camera there. Um, (laughs) So, if we go from, let's say, the top 25, right? Um, Because a lot of those shows, I feel like... Also... I think it goes without saying that this list is very Amero-centric, right? Oh, this this list might as well be the 100 greatest American American, television shows of all time. Um, Plus Doctor Who. Right. Uh, And I feel like a decent amount of these shows may be Canadian. I don't see no Degrassi. (laughs) Also, okay, so I have... One thing... There was not no. a single anime on this list. There's also not a whole lot of black representation on this list either. There's no Martin. There's no Cosby Show. Fresh Prince. There's no Fresh Prince. Boondocks. There's no Boondocks, right? I also um, think animation as a whole is entirely misre- and, underrepresented. And if they're going to put, like, like, like right. Ren and Stimpy over some of the other ones? like I mean, so Ren and Stimpy was innovative in the sense of being subversive right it was a cartoon that took the idea of being grotesque at a time where cartoons were really like fluffy and polished 
that leaned into the absurdity of what cartoons could really be again, right? Because we had kind of like come away from like the Tom and Jerry's of that day. Like if you look at Ren and Stimpy, it really is kind of like a love letter to Tom and Jerry in the most like grotesque Benjamin Franklin fart love letter kind of status that you could have. So a couple uh, of things that really, um, I'm going to say things that aren't on this list that really bother me is not a single anime. Not one. So that's okay. So I was also, before we got into it, I kind of wish I had a little bit more time to get into the article because I want to know the metrics they use to determine what makes a good TV show. And as somebody who can equivocally say that I have seen a decent amount of, I would say like 70 to 80% of the TV shows on this list. I, I don't. I went like through it earlier a, and I, I, I think I said I saw 57 of these shows. I don't think it's a bad list. But they definitely do. They have some. It's a Rolling Stone list. So you're going to have things. It's a certain level of highbrow. Like the Jerry Springer show is not on here. I would, and that show has been running for fucking ever. Something I think is very right. Um, that's General a, Hospital. There's like no soaps. Right. And there no have been soap soaps that have been running for 50 years. There are no reality TV shows. Uh, there are actually some. There are, I believe Survivor was listed and The Real World was definitely listed. Oh, okay. So The Real World. But also, I mean, I feel like that's being very gatekeeper. Right, because if you really take into account reality TV shows, then a lot of them would have made this list, which is why I wanted to account for the American metrics. Idol is on here, but yeah, that, like that's more like of a game show, right? Which is funny because there is no Wheel of Fortune. Jeopardy made it, right? Okay, so Jeopardy made it, but no Price is Right. Ooh, yeah, that's a big one. I'm glad that MASH made it, but I feel like MASH should have been higher than 16 because it's like one of the longest running TV shows of fucking TV history. But let's look at the top five. So you have I, okay. one, The Sopranos, two, The Wire, three, Breaking Bad, four, Mad Men, and at five, you get your first not highbrow, very serious no. show. Okay, so... With Seinfeld. So you say highbrow, right? I think it's very interesting that the top three TV shows on this Rolling Stone list are crime dramas, especially considering when you take into account America's fascination with true crime lately, right? Like the the hype around the Jeffrey Dahmer docu docu series or a movie. What is it? is it a movie? I have another thing. The top it, four are all about big money so is it a movie or is it a is it a docu-series that netflix put out on jeffrey Dahmer? It's a movie. it was a docu-series it's a docu-series so crime though right like you could big money like we could go into like the salacious nature of the temptation of money and what that and how it corrupts like morality and the true American dream, but it really is a fucking crime that Fresh Prince isn't on here. Absolutely, I think it's like a crime Fresh that Prince should be on here. So Boondock should, should be on. So here. should Martin, and so should the fucking Cosby Show. Uh, I think it's a crime that Family Matters isn't on here. 
right? Uh, like I said, this. I don't even think All in the Family is the best family sitcom on this list. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. That's why I want to know the fucking. These lists are always okay. So I, bringing it back to the idea of the list in itself, right? These lists are always put out with the idea that it's going to draw controversy because the idea of creating a list of the 100 best TV shows of all time is controversial in itself. Now, I want to put another Rolling Stone headline out there while we are still talking about this list for a second. And it will be a segue into another thing we can talk about later. When Aaron Judge hit home run number 61. Oh my God. Which, like I said, is the American League, Roger Maris, number 61, the record of somebody who, without a doubt, was not on performance-enhancing drugs. Rolling Stone (laughs) wrote the article. (laughs) Rolling Stone wrote the article, Aaron Judge ties the real home run record. So, we're just going to say that. I think it's more interesting... To really analyze the lack of diversity in this list, there's not a whole like like there's Broad City's not on here. Oz being 99, I'm like, what? You can say what you want about Comedy Central's lineup. Fuck Bill Maher. But Broad City, right? Bill Maher is on here, but Broad City is not. Broad it City did have Chappelle show on here. Show. Bill Maher is on here. Right, 30 Rock is on here. Right? They say that there are 63 television shows that are better than the Chappelle show. Louie is on here, but Atlanta... Louie is, is on here in the top 20. Louie is on here, but Atlanta is not. Ooh, that's, that's real bad. That's real bad. Atlanta is a fantastic show that is shot on a level that is and directed on a level that is comparable to Cheers, to Louie, to The Office, to Curb Your Enthusiasm, to Twin Peaks, even, right? And anybody who's actually sat down and watched Atlanta knows what the fuck I'm talking about when I make those comparisons, right? Like, this... So, what... We'll say that Atlanta is what? Like, an environmental sitcom? Like, it is very much a show that is based around the city itself, right? I I don't know. That's a weird way to describe it, right? Like, And it's I not even like, really a comedy. It's, I feel like Atlanta is a... It's a, it's almost like a farce, right? Like, it's very satirical in nature, right? It is a take on the aspect of trying to make it in the hood the way that mainstream society deems as acceptable i'm gonna throw a really odd comparison but i think after you think about it for like five ten seconds you're gonna figure it out and you're gonna see what connection i'm making atlanta and downton abbey i'm gonna need you to run that whole explanation because i do not see the comparison So it's a farce, kind of exaggerating an era, right? Or an environment. Okay. Kind of like how Downton Abbey is playing up the whole Victorian England thing to a level of farce or to 
hyperbole to give a certain impact. Atlanta is doing the same thing, just with black culture in Atlanta, so and not Victorian culture in England. So what you're trying to say is Atlanta is the Downton Abbey of black television? Is that a bad take? Only Twitter can decide. <laughs> They're both very highbrow. I guess Atlanta can be very highbrow, but I mean... It's highbrow in a quote-unquote lowbrow environment. So, to, I mean, Adventure Time's not on here. SpongeBob's not on here. Boom, that's one that's a fucking critical. I feel like both of them are actually... SpongeBob, like SpongeBob not being on here, like, they're... You're right, there's a gross mis... Underrepresentation of not only black television, but animated television. Right. And the complete exclusion of a single anime. Anime that completely deserves a recognition just, to be in here. Dragon Ball Z, just on its a fucking own. Right? On its fucking own. And even if we take out the fact that it is traditionally a Japanese medium, right? Because clearly, like we said earlier, this list is very Amero-centric, or as some people would like to say, patriotic. Dragon Ball Z was definitely popularized. I okay, maybe this is me being Amerocentric, right? But I I would really say like the American fandom of Dragon Ball Z is what canonized it as pop a pop. What's a more important media. television show culturally? Friday Night Lights or Dragon Ball Z? I was I was I was even gonna give it like I was gonna go even like give Dragon Ball Z even more leeway and say, is it better than real time with Bill Maher? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Who would you say is a more recognizable figure? Goku, Goku or, or Bill, Bill Maher? Maher? Probably Goku. What about, okay, Goku or Elmo? Is, uh, in America? In America. Elmo. You think Elmo's Elmo. though? I don't know, dog. It's 2022. Has Dee Dee been watching Sesame Street? She's definitely been watching Sailor Moon. Let's give it a couple years and we'll come she's, back to this, she's all right? She's watching Sesame Street too, for everybody who's concerned. All right, I just want to say that Sesame Street is actually low-key fucking hilarious. So, way back when, I was watching it when my nephews were little, and they had James Gandolfini on as himself, not as Tony Soprano. And uh, I think it was um, Elmo's, like, girlfriend, I can't remember her name, Zoe. It was Zoe, and she was scared about- Zoe is not Elmo's girlfriend, first and foremost. Second of all, go ahead. What's Zoe's relationship to Elmo? I know they have a relationship somehow, like- They're just- and I'm almost certain this nigga Elmo hates Zoe and her pet rock, but that's besides the point. Okay, so Zoe is like freaking out about going to the dentist, and then they're like, James Gandolfini walks in and goes like, Hi, I'm James Gandolfini, and Zoe, I hear you're scared of things. Yeah, Mr. Gandolfini, I don't think you're scared of anything, are you? Meanwhile, Tony Soprano goes, Yeah, Zoe, I'm scared of three things in particular. And she's like, Really, Mr. Gandolfini? So can we stop real quick just to analyze the fact that Sesame Street is progressive enough to have James Gandolfini, who at the time, had to be known for his role in The Sopranos. <laughs> On Sesame Street. Keep going. I'm scared of three things, Zoe. Really, Mr. Gandolfini? Trunks. 
What are those? Well, shoes. I'm scared of going to the dentist. And the FBI. But then the dentist comes in and gives me a lollipop after, and everything is a-okay. Right? That's like when... Well, Mr. Gandolfini! Like when you're in the interrogation room and they bring you McDonald's. What else are you scared of? Well, Zoe, I'm scared of the dark. But then I turn on my nightlight and everything is okay. Like when you're riding in the trunk and um, you don't know whether or not you're finally going to, you know, get one put in the back of your head or if you're actually going to get made into the family. Well, Mr. Campofini, what else are you scared of? Well, I'm actually scared of big talking vegetables. To which a big talking vegetable shows up. And Gandolfini runs off like a little girl. So what he's actually saying is he's scared of um, snitches, right? Like when you don't confirm the kill and the guy ends up a vegetable, but he can still rat for a children's show. And when I watched it on my nephews, that, that's absolutely what they picked up. Yeah. Yep. Um, they are ready for a crime family. So, speaking of a crime, I feel like this top 100 list is absolutely a crime and was intended to be a crime so everybody can go online and cry. And about there are a this top high number of crime related shows and shows related to death, which just shows that America may or may not have an obsession with watching other people suffer. And vicariously, I live while a whole world dies. That was a tool lyric. Um, so we'll be back after Zig goes and gets some therapy. Why don't we just admit it? Why don't we just admit it? You take a sound, any sound, record it, and then change its nature by a multiplicity of operations. You record it at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. Just filters, echoes, acoustic qualities. You combine segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. Do you want to rant about hiccups, or do you want to like talk about a topic? No, no, because I don't know what our timestamp is, but we need to stay on topic. I promise. Our timestamp's pretty reasonable right now, actually. I promise we're working on staying on topic, guys. I keep thinking like we're also filming, but we're not. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about things staying on topic, how about uh, we talk about things that we continue to see the future for? Because, once again, I called it. This motherfucker don't miss. No, he's fucking good. That motherfucker don't miss, man. He's good. In the heat of battle, he don't miss. No. In the heat of controversy, he don't miss. No. Gay, 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 gay. Loud, loud, loud. This time, he is tooting his own horn. What did you call this time? I said that the only way that they are going to bring Wolverine into the MCU is if they do it with Hugh Jackman. And they announced Deadpool 3. And how are they going to introduce him into the MCU? With Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine as probably the co-star to the movie based off of the logo where it is Deadpool's like emblem with three carved stripes out of it. So if you haven't seen yet, Ryan Reynolds recently released uh, a, a teaser, teaser, teaser trailer? Yeah, of sorts. 
where he sat on the couch and described how he has really been pondering his position in the role of Deadpool and how that would, you know, make its presentation to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because so so how did he point, announce this? Because how, how did he announce this, Doc? Up to this point, he's really, Deadpool as a character has really stood outside of the entire cinematic scope of the Marvel Universe. Kind of the same way the Joker movie stands outside of the cinematic scope of the DC Extended Universe. So when, right? when Ryan was doing this video, he was like, how are we going to really make our mark? And he goes, hey, Hugh, do you want to play Wolverine again? And Hugh Jackman walks by up the stairs. He goes, sure, Ryan. While he's brushing his fucking teeth? Yep. <laughs> so, I mean... In a very was, Deadpool way to introduce it. It was cute. Also, Ryan, this confirms we, we that... We see how you move in. This like, is also confirming that the real world is, in fact, a variant of the MCU because Ryan Reynolds is talking to us as Deadpool. I think that was clear and evident when they really, like, hammered home the fact that people were affected by the snap. Right? Like... <laughs> Your your auntie just go missing for what what five years three years? We're still all right. So like Matt Damon is the playwright, right? For for um. Oh my God! What if there was like a dad as who was like, I'm gonna go out for a pack of cigarettes and left for five years, and then was like, Sorry, man, I got hit by the snap. <laughs> Yo, I mean that would be the perfect excuse though, right? Like that would be the perfect excuse. And they'll be like, though, That's right? not real. And you'd be like, Bury it. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, shorty pull up on you and she's like, I'm pregnant, right? Right before the Thanos snap. And you like, oh, baby girl, I was, listen, listen, you know, things happen. Thanos was out here. Going to the courtroom and be like, he owes me child support. And the lawyer just goes, Thanos snap. Snap defense. <laughs> it's the snap defense. Son, There's a card uh, in Magic. I swear, this has, this has, uh, this has relevance. This is relevant. So this there's there's a card in um in Magic. I think it's called Omnipotent Fraying or something like that. And somebody played it on me, and I was reading it, and I was like, so wait, what does this do? He looked at me, and he was just like, Thanos snap. And then I read it, and it was like, oh, half of your cards, half of your life, half of your. He's just like, yeah, Thanos snap. Could you imagine how like how long do you think you could get away with using the snap defense in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Right, like you was, you was the about tag twice as out. long as the COVID defense. <laughs> God damn it, my fucking chair going off back here. But nah, for but real. But hey, hey, about Listen, twice as yo, long as the COVID no, that's, defense. That's, that's that's pretty accurate, yo. Because I feel like you can still get off of it. Because there's a whole look. Because these new variants keep popping up, right? Right. So, as, as soon as you think the COVID defense is getting old, a new variant pops up, and you're like, oh, damn, I got the E in variant. And every, you know? everybody's thinking that Marvel's writing is terrible. Shout out, Raph. Really, it's just a commentary on COVID. Yo, you like, I got, <laughs> I got the E in variant. You know, it blew in with that fucking hurricane, right? It mixed up, like, the it mixed up the Delta variant. With the Omicron variant, and now, now we have Galactus. So <laughs> I can't come into work. I gotta stay remote. I gotta stay remote. <laughs> and by remote, we mean in non-existence. Woo! Shout out to Doctor Strange. Um, 
I was reading the Cinema Blend article earlier on how uh, Elizabeth Olsen is snitching and saying that Wanda is going to have a redemption arc. Okay, so she's not snitching, but she's saying that she would. She feels that based on the way the second Doctor Strange movie ended. I don't think they should have killed off Scarlet Witch. She's saying based on the way that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness ended that it opens up an opportunity for Wanda to have a redemption arc. She should have right? a redemption arc. Which is me saying, me translating that Wanda is going to have a redemption arc at some point, right? Because why would Elizabeth Olsen say that shit? I feel like when celebrities say that kind of stuff, when asked those questions, it's their way of snitching without snitching, right? Like, All right, this except, 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 this isn't except, the end. Except, except for Mark Ruffalo, he actually fucks up in interviews. Oh, and so does um, so, no Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland too. Yeah, Tom but Holland the one that really gets things. me when people like the one that they really go back to and they're like, "Oh, we didn't realize how much Mark fucked up." Somebody in interview was like, "So does like everybody die?" And Mark just goes, "Oh no, only half." And Don Cheadle goes. Dude. <laughs> that, I don't know. Is that worse than the Tom Holland poster reveal? I think the Mark Ruffalo one, hindsight, is worse. I guess. The, John, the Tom Holland one was like much more like, oh shit, look how much he actually revealed. Yeah. The Mark Ruffalo one is, he literally spills the entire movie. Well, it's a major plot point. Right. To yeah. The but the fact that Cheadle was like, I wouldn't even dude, say, I wouldn't dude. even say it's a plot point. It's a plot device. And as much as I hate to do this, I kind of put that on Don Cheadle because if Don Cheadle had have just played it off like, haha, Mark, you're crazy, right? Like, then but the thing is, just... is, nobody caught it at the time. It was Obviously only until not. after Infinity War was yeah. premiered, and they're just like, dude, Mark sold this to us. He's like, oh no, only half. Dude! That's why I said it's on Don Cheadle, right? Because if Don Cheadle would just laugh at it and be like, Mark, shut the fuck up. You don't know I'm what pretty sure. About. All right, so it, I think it would have been caught regardless of Don Cheadle's reaction. I mean, I think Don Cheadle is just the, the one that makes it like. Of course, after the fact, but what I'm saying is in the moment, if you don't react like you're not supposed to say that, then. Nobody knows until... But Don's not... Like, if I was in Don's position, I feel like that's, like, one of the major things. It's like, look, like... Like, okay. he even... Okay. Like, Mark walked into that. Okay, but feel me. So this is the type of thing... He, like, me. they probably got but pressed by me. the PR. Don Cheadle was like, look, we know Mark is going to spoil things. But feel These me. are the things he can spoil. And then when that hit him, Thank he you. was like, God damn it. No, but feel me. Do you really think Mark said that? without thinking that they were going to be on him. Like, come on. No, obviously that was, oh, they told, I just feel like that was part of like the, the same way I feel about the Tom Holland poster reveal. Right? I'm like, they've gotten really good. Come on, dog. These is Mark, Mark and Tom come across to me of the type of person who thinks they're get, really get good the at giving gifts. And he's really excited for them to open the gift that they got them to be like, wow, look how thoughtful this gift is. Source, that's me. Mark a la Ruffalo. the Brad Pitt Spike, Spike Lee picture. 
How thoughtful. Mark Ruffalo had to replace Edward Norton. And they were confident enough to make Tom Holland, Nathan Drake. So, obviously, they feel like these are two actors who are well worth their caliber. Do you not think that Tom Holland would be able to pull off a fake poster reveal? I do feel you like Tom feel Holland like, shouldn't have been not... casted as Nathan Drake. I feel like there's room to argue there. I think he looks too young to be Nathan Drake. And nobody will believe Tom Holland with 5 o'clock shadow. So, you... <laughs> if you saw a picture with me with a beard, you'd think it's photoshopped. So there's like a, an actual beard. There's a video... Like uh, a beard like yours, if I had that, you'd be like, that's not real. There's a video of Yo Gotti going around with the beard. Um, <laughs> and the internet is taken aback because he's been very, like, you know, clean cut the entire time we've known Yo Gotti. Um, and I don't know how deep you into it. Yo Gotti has been out since I was in high school. Since we were in high school? Since we were in high school. Well... You're only a year ahead of me, right? No, you, what class? 2008? How old are you, sir? 230. <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was great. Um, I am 30... I'm going to be 33 this year. So I class am, of 2008, right? Yes. Class of 2010. I started... So yeah, you're... I started 200 years yeah. late. <laughs> you're two years off. But I can tell you what else is off us after this break. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 and you better not snitch, snitch, snitch because I won't quit. Oh quit, my god. Quit. What? I wish I had the camera on, yo, so people could have seen my face just now when you rolled in with I'm a boss ass bitch. That's how you feeling? Gangster? Oh, you didn't start the recording yet. Oh, I did. Oh, did we get all of that? I hope we got all of it. Well, I mean, I feel like I'm living in a gangster's paradise, and I have to just... It's set up. I had to. R.I.P. Coolio. I feel like I'm living in a gangster's paradise. R.I.P. to Coolio. Wait, how did being a boss-ass bitch lead into a gangster's paradise? No, because you were talking about, like, he's really feeling himself, and I'm a boss-ass bitch, 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 living, living in, in a, a gangster's, gangster's paradise. paradise. Okay, R.I.P. to one of the... Oh, here it goes. Great rap icons that is cool. It really is. Like, uh, like... For the Keenan and Cal theme song, and for... For Gangster's Paradise. Like, and it, obviously for other... But like for right. like one, two, three, four. Get the mum on the floor. Gotta gotta get up and get down. There you go. So uh The Fantastic Voyage passed away from uh what do they say? Cardiac arrest. Um and Cardiac home. arrest at X amount of years, probably cause he was smoking a lot of crack. Damn. Let's keep it a hundo. Damn come through with the disrespect you think it was crack though i mean he used look, to sprinkle crack on the fries of mcdonald's i really you don't think that's one of the Marilyn manson type deals like you can look up a, the record he got a rib removed 
I mean, okay, so we know that like the Marilyn Manson thing, I totally believe. He's 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 almost in the Keith Richards slash level where it's like you, I would believe the crazy so story. What you're saying is you're on record as believing that Marilyn Manson got his own ribs removed so he can suck his own dick. I guess. Don't you feel look like how crazy Coolio is? He got holes in his hat so his dreads can pop through. Don't. Don't you feel like Rose McGowan would have told us if that was true? Been spending most of my life living in a gangster's paradise. So, also, I want to say, if it wasn't for Coolio, we wouldn't have Amish paradise. Been spending most of my life living in an Amish paradise. So, have you seen the um, Daniel Radcliffe Weird Al Yankovic biopic? No, but I need to. Because <laughs> we were actually talking off mic. We were like, how culturally important is Weird Al? No, you, you were suggesting that Weird Al Yankovic is the most culturally important um, musical singerist. I never said most important. Never said as most far, important. As, as far as musical satire goes, that's right? a very small category. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but the fact that he got Daniel Radcliffe to play him in a biopic is interesting enough for me to give, I don't know, like 30 minutes to as I decide to watch it. Um, but what Hold I, on, I got I gotta, I gotta, an aside. You biopic or biopic? And the saying biopic, it almost sounds so scientific that it might be pretentious. I feel like a fucking biopic on Weird Al Yankovic is so scientific, it might, not scientific, right? But it's like, what the fuck are we talking about? It's so pretentious, it might be scientific? It's, exactly. Like, what the fuck? It's like Amadeus, right? Like, what are we doing here? Okay, for starters, Amadeus is an incredible movie. Don't you besmirch that movie. I'm hearing good things about the Daniel Radcliffe biopic on, on Weird Al Yankovic. The biopic? <laughs> so. I feel like you have to call it a biopic because calling it a biopic would be like. <laughs> a procedure? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like trying to take a Weird Al Yankovic biopic, biopic, too seriously would insult Weird Al. So is it... I feel like the only accurate on, Weird Al biopic would no. be if the whole thing is no. a satire. I have a solution for this. It is a biopic if they're still alive. It is a biopic if they are, if it is postponed. Depression? Postmortem? Yeah, postmortem. Shut the fuck up. Postmortem. Postmortem? Postmortem. As a father of two with the same woman, you should know the difference. Obviously, I do. Obviously, the uh, VO does not. So. <laughs> we are not sponsored by. With that being said, it is a biopic if they are still alive. It is a biopic if it is postmodern. A biopsy. Or, or what is it? An autopsy? No, see, now you're doing A biopsy? Now you're doing too much. Um, well, you knew I was going to go there. Julio passed away this week, RIP. And Trevor Noah. Hopefully also... he's resting in paradise 
a gangster's paradise. And Trevor Noah. And I ain't mad at you. Life goes on. Trevor Noah also announced this week that he will be departing. And I ain't mad at you. Life goes on. From the Daily Show, after seven years hosting the iconic Comedy Central late night political. He's looking at the show in his rear view. He has decided that it is time to move on and pursue other. Life goes on. I feel like from the announcement that he made, I don't know if you saw the uh, video or if you've been watching The Daily Show recently. I, you know, tend to catch the clips on YouTube more often than I watch the show now. But that's that's where I'm at. Um, from the announcement that he made, it seems like he wants to go back to stand up, right? His stand-up is quite good. It is very good, right? It is George Carlin levels of um, I love his bit about talking with the Japanese guy at the airport. Right. I want what I I want if if um you know if I could talk to Trevor for a minute. Um hey, hey Trevor, I know you know we don't really know each other much. But I'm an idea man and um if you if you listen to the pod, um, I would appreciate it. One, also two, you would understand that I'm an idea man, right? Like I have really good ideas. I feel like I feel like for you, a Bourdain kind of thing, a life with Trevor Noah, right? Like uh, a traveling abroad with Trevor Noah. Like I feel like that. I would be, would be down life. with that. I feel like that would be a good lane for him. Honestly, after watching the way he handled The Daily Show, um, watching Trevor... A very globalist perspective on it. Travel to, like, these exotic locations and from time to time do, like, a luxury lifestyle kind of thing. But also, like, a conflict journalism. Kind of like, you know, what Eddie Wong did with his Wong's Mm -hmm. role. Uh, Like, yeah, that that, that kind of Okay, so hold on. Let's, Let's just think... Beyond what Trevor's gonna do from here, who would you think mm, fills the Daily that. Show seat? Then there's that, right? Like we, at this point, it would feel weird to bring John back. Um, so the fact that that was the first avenue you jumped into <laughs> was a little wild for me, right? Um, obviously, the only correct answer here is Philip DeFranco. Um, but <laughs> that's Is not... that like a thing people are talking about? No, 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 no. Who, who are people talking about? Um, I haven't seen... Well, Trevor just made the announcement, right? And Twitter is surely gone off on it already. Um, and there's also no indication as to when he's leaving yet. He said in the announcement that there there's no set date as to his final date. But if I had to make a prediction... The only thing that I feel is certain as of the moment, and I feel like certainty is even a push too far, is that it will be a person of Latino. I feel like as the progression goes, as Trevor has shown with his diverse picks as far as like casting and writer's room goes, I feel like having a Latino comedian, especially with the push that Latino actors and actresses 
are making in American culture at the moment, right? Like, I feel like that is the next step for The Daily Show. So things I'm seeing on Twitter right now are people are talking about the coincidental canceling of Samantha Bee's show, also Mm. saying that Jordan Klepper should be the one to take the chair. See, I don't see anything wrong with those two either, but I don't feel like that's the direction that Trevor has taken the show in. Right? Like, I'm also seeing some horrible takes. Like, I love her, but Wanda Sykes, not as a Daily Show host. Chelsea Handler, absolutely not. Who is suggesting those? I don't feel like that that's in the trajectory that Trevor would take with this at all, right? Um, he, he's provided The Daily Show with a youthful feel that I feel like Jon Stewart was aiming for but wasn't able to achieve for obvious reasons, right? Uh, which is why I feel like... John was able to culture an audience who would never leave, though. I feel like John was able to capture a youthful audience, but he did not have the youthful perspective, which is why he picked Trevor, right? Because Trevor did have that youthful perspective and was able to transition The Daily Show into something that millennials could still follow. Right, like we talked about this earlier where you felt like the, you know, a seven year run was very short. And I don't necessarily remember how long Jon Stewart's run was with The Daily Show. Uh, 95 to 2015, so 20 years. If you combine Craig Kilborn and Trevor Noah, they still did not host it as long as Jon Stewart Stewart did. did. Right, so obviously, you know, there is something to be said for Jon Stewart's 20 year run, right? To a lot of people, it still is Jon Stewart's show, you know? Well, 20 years is a long time to host a show. But I do feel like that in the seven years that Trevor Noah hosted the show, he was able to make it his own show in a way that also brought about a feel that... In a way that also kept it, like... Consistent with Jon's way of commandeering the show in a way that kept it appealing to younger viewers right like it still was able to even though it captured like even though Jon Stewart's run captured audiences of like your older siblings all the way down to you right like including me in that era uh Trevor Noah was able to keep that going into Gen Z, right? Like, Trevor Noah was able to speak to both millennial and Gen Z viewers in a way that I feel like, this is a hot take, but Jon Stewart is to Daily Show what Andre 3000 is to hip hop. Andre backed out because he said in order to make hip hop music, you need to be hip, right? And he was getting old. John knew he was getting old. And the That's Daily a... Show needs to be something that is relevant. That's a really good take. So basically what you're saying is is HBO needs to get real time with John Stewart. Ooh, Bill. 
You better watch out. I would watch the fuck out of real time with Jon Stewart. Fuck real time with Jon Stewart, even though I would love that. What I want is a debate between, and this is me being nerdy for a minute if I can, I want a debate between Jon Stewart and Bill Maher. How about we just have a Jon Stewart debate show? No, like, I want a panel. I want a fucking, like, liberal panel with Jon Stewart and Bill Maher and Larry Wilmore. You know, this sounds like a, a, you know how many, like, great defunct Comedy Central shows there are? Literally had their one season and then flopped? Listen. So there, Louis Black. Let me finish. Hold on. Let me finish though. I want a panel. I want a panel with John Stewart, Bill Maher, Larry Wilmore, and Tim Black. You need a fifth one to make Dude. it mm. to Who break the, the to, for the tiebreaker. It has to be a woman, though, right? So because we have four dudes on this panel, <laughs> then it definitely can't be Lisa Lampanelli because that would just be oh the same as God, five why dudes. Why would you even suggest Lisa Lampanelli? <laughs> and we're not going to be Tiffany Haddish because that's just too, like, typecasty at that uh... point. <laughs> Tina Fey. Amy Poehler. Is Amy Poehler known for her political commentary? No, but she's a great comedian. No, it would have to be somebody known for their political commentary. Samantha B. Nope. I got one better. Rachel Maddow. <laughs> as upset as I am with that decision, I feel like it is the most corporate decision you could have made just now. <laughs> I am a politician. It would have to be it would either have to be Rachel Maddow or Katie uh, Kirk? No, 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 no. What's the other one? The one that Trevor Noah got in trouble for? Not in trouble, but... Uh, Tommy Laren? Yes. Yes. So that whole panel, right? Like, John Stewart, <laughs> Bill Maher, Larry Wilmore, Tim Black, and Tommy Laren. <laughs> you have to subtract one of them. And, and you gotta make the, no, vo- you gotta make the vote kind no. of balanced. You have to put no. Joe Rogan in one of those seats. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's not balanced that way. It's already overbalanced because there's more white people on the panel. So who did you say after John Stewart? No, we said Bill Maher. So John. You like got it. You, you got to take like, you got to take either like no. John or Bill out for for Joe. No, no, because the whole point of this was to watch John Stewart and Bill Maher go at it. <laughs> then why don't we just have John and Bill and the third party as like Larry? No, because then it's just Larry, like, cheerleading Jon Stewart the entire time. All right, then we'll take Larry out and put Joe there. You force Joe to choose between Jon and Bill. First, he's going to shoot himself. Then it's just three dudes. Jon and Bill, and it will be moderated by Issa Rae. You know what? I'm okay with that. I think my chair is okay with that, too. <laughs> John Stewart in a debate versus Bill Maher, moderated by Issa Rae. Okay. Okay, that's not bad. Actually, HBO? That definitely sounds like an HBO special. HBO, make that happen. Yeah. Chop, chop. Come on. I need it. In you my you life. already have all three of them under contract. I don't, I don't know what I need it for, 
but I need it. I feel like so, it like should that, happen. Like, me throwing you that curveball, you were like, oh, um, this is, this moderator's the exact opposite of both of them. I, no, well, I mean, representation, right? As, right? As far as the left goes. And I'm pretty sure Issa Rae will G-check him on several things. Islamophobia. There you go. I want John Stewart and Bill Maher. Bill Maher will go about Islamophobia. Meanwhile, John actually visited the Middle East. Ooh, that'd be fun. Issa Rae would have a blast G-checking him on that shit. Listen. If we're talking about people G-checking one another, uh, I need to G-check Rolling Stone, and it's not about the top 100 TV shows of all time. So you need to check yourself time. with that headline that says Aaron Judge ties the real home run record because the last time I checked, the history books say that Barry Bonds has 73 home runs in a single season. And Aaron Judge, if he wants to beat the record, has 13 more to hit. 13 more. Okay, so what... So what are they saying the official record? Actual official record is Barry Bonds' 73. The quote-unquote untainted record is Roger Maris, as we have previously talked about, in 1961, hitting 61 home runs, breaking Babe Ruth's record of 60, which is why this number is, like, so legendary, is because it's okay. directly tied to Babe, Babe Ruth, who is, okay. who is the legend of baseball. And and uh, allegedly was not on steroids. He was drinking a lot of beer and eating a lot of hot dogs, and that was a fact. Right, so depending on what your definition of a... Um, Performance-enhancing drug? Is, Beirut may or may not have been on performance-enhancing drugs. He also didn't have to play against black people, but that's another story. <laughs> you said it. Not me. You said it, not me. Listen, dog. Jackie uh, Robinson broke the color barrier in 1941. And Russia recently granted citizenship to Edward Snowden. And uh, as a result, all of their citizens are breaking their own <laughs> legs. <laughs> that video is fucking bananas, dog. The video... So, Putin came out in a public announcement and said the possibility of launching the draft not possibility of launching the draft that they were indefinitely launching a a draft of like reserve citizens so it's not like a citizen draft uh as of but those people that signed up as reserves to like get college credit are standing in the stairwells of their flats and jumping on each other's fucking legs in an effort to dodge the trap. And you know what? Normally, just saying bone spurs is enough. Not in this day and age. And I'm just like, why would you film it? Because, like, yeah, I mean, the whole reason we're talking about it is because somebody decided to film it. And that's dumb. I mean, technically, no, no. like, your reasoning for breaking your leg is really shit. But I kind of get it. Like, at the end of the day, your leg is broken. You really can't serve, even if, if you even it. if your reason is getting TikTok clout. 
Your leg is still broken. Cause I'm almost certain that shit like this happened in America during like the draft for World War One and World Vietnam. War II and most Vietnam. importantly, I believe. And most importantly, Vietnam. Oh, I'm absolutely certain niggas was standing in stairwells and breaking each other's fucking legs. It was happening at Woodstock. And pretending to be gay. You know what's crazy? To this Yo. day, if I hear any story about Woodstock, 69 or 99, I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I believe it. I'll tell you something else that uh, you wouldn't find necessarily believable. A TikTok flight attendant with over 3.5 million followers was recently banned from TikTok and may have not been let go from her job over posting controversial uh flight hacks lifestyle exposés of that of a flight attendant apparently the life of a flight attendant includes a lot of delta airlines flight attendant sierra miss uh sierra huffman recently went viral after getting banned briefly from tiktok over her controversial flight attendant post. We would like to say that her account has since been reinstated. Ones that may or may not have suggested that there were ways to get away with joining the Mile High Club that flight attendants frequently hook up in the underneath cabins that exist. For starters, one, I did not know that those existed. (laughs) Two, it makes total sense that they do. And three, it makes total sense that they're used that way. Uh, she was, you know, infamous for posting other things on TikTok, suggesting that, you know, flight attendants and pilots will often hang out with passengers during... I had a thought earlier this week. So, like, say someone, like, a professional flight attendant, right? Okay. Are their shifts, like, scheduled around to where they'll get a plane back home at the end of their shift? Attendant? Yeah, like say yes. that, like if somebody's supposed to work a 12-hour flight, yeah. and they might go from like Europe to Asia, but then eventually, like at the end of their shift, they just get a plane back home. Are their shifts planned around them catching a work shift to their home? Well, that if not, then their room and board is covered. Yeah, but I mean, like if. If somebody is like, you know, a fucking middle manager is like doing schedules for their people and you're like, all right, well, this person's going to catch this flight to this flight to this flight and then they'll get home by that point on their shift so the next person could jump onto this flight. Like, I don't know. Flight attendants that listen to the flood, could could you let us know? (laughs) Like, how does that work? Yeah, like, I would think as an airline, you try to plan it so the person gets, at the end of their shift, they're back home. Right. Like, if somebody starts at BWI, they end their shift at BWI. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that might not always be the case, though. But I feel like that's what they would try to do. Come on, dog. Like, you... you, I was going to say, you've worked in retail. Like, we're talking about, like... I'm not saying that this is retail, but it's customer service. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, I I could totally get their room and board being comp, and maybe it being, like, a 36-hour schedule... But, like, you would think, like, I can't imagine a flight attendant being an eight-hour schedule and being like, her third, all right, great, I'll work no. two fucking flights. 
and then get home right in time for dinner to pick up my kids from school. I don't know. Like, I feel like they may not, right? Like, I, like, feel, I feel like, like the way they... that this shit works, especially, like, nowadays, dog, the way that they be, like, packing these flights and really, like, trying to milk, like, people to their last dollar, you might, like, end up in another state for the night and what make if it home, maybe, like, like flight attendants work within, like, an area of, like, say they start out at one airport... And then they work out from, like, I don't know, six or seven airports in the immediate area to make sure that their last flight of their shift always ends up back at their main airport? I feel like it's possible depending on the airline you work for. It depends on how much the CEOs give a fuck about their employees. Sierra apparently does not work for her airline anymore. She is still currently working as a flight attendant. Allegedly. But has not and will not will no longer disclose um, based upon her current employer's social media because policy. she said by herself she won't be stupid enough yo in true Gen Z fashion when people and her fellow colleagues called her out for the kind of TikToks that she was posting and suggesting that it was misinformation right um, she responded by calling them haters and saying that never mind my haters say i find the story intriguing. so whatever i find the story intriguing in the sense that you know it, a bunch of her colleagues really did get together to try and get her like banded and like so shut down i have two takes on this and what really got her shut down was the suggestion that she may be like plagiarizing other people's tiktok content but well <laughs> then your two, your two uh, points. My first take was, well, goddamn, way to make my job a way fucking lot harder. But then my second take was like, the fact that everybody else was like, way to make my job a whole lot harder and you still kept doing it, I, that's punk rock energy and yeah. I kind of respect that. I mean, like I said, in true Gen Z fashion, she was like, I really don't give a fuck. I'm exposing it all. Like, she was like, don't Here's my hot take. Me. You ready for my hot take? What's the hot take? Gen Z took Kurt Cobain's message more seriously than Gen Xers. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like that's potentially true given the fact that Gen Z has watched not only the fallout from, well, you know, they were born after the fallout of 9-11. I was talking with somebody earlier this week and I said that literally my benchmark between Gen Z and Millennial is do you remember 9-11? I don't even give it that, dog. I give it the smartphone generation, right? Because they are literally the generation born with smart technology in their hands. It is kind of hard to pull the wool over the eyes of somebody who can literally Google everything you tell them. You can't do, like, Santa Claus anymore when your fucking seven-year-old has an Apple device that can tell them both where Santa may or may not be located and also the origins of, like, St. Nicholas and how the tradition of, like, Christmas came about after pagan, like... After That's why you just edit their search options. Like, so anytime they look up Santa, they just come up with the Nora thing where that tracks Santa. And... It's out there, but also... I think that is really cool that they do do that every year, tracking Santa. That's not the point. I, I think that's really... I, I actually think that's if adorable. If we had to put a cultural marker 
on what separates Gen Z from millennials and Gen Xers. I don't think it's 9-11. I think it's the fucking iPhone. Uh, I'd say that it is a cultural landmark versus a historical landmark. Uh, how is the iPhone not a historical landmark? It absolutely is. But 9-11 would be the modern day example of Pearl Harbor. And I feel like the iPhone is the modern day example of the television. Up to a half a week at a time. I could see that. I could totally see that, dog. Because okay, so their schedule would be like that of firefighters where you're like scheduled for three days. Yeah, because it would okay. totally be inconvenient for... Thank you, sweetheart. It would totally be inconvenient for... Lighthouse update via Ashley. <laughs> right. For an airline company to try and make sure all of their flight attendants with like family obligations got home on time. I mean, I, I feel like it's one of those things, if they can accommodate, they probably would. As somebody who's been in a team underneath of a giant corporate corporatocracy, such as a casino, even when I had a request for like a personal reason, my middle management manager would try to make the best of it. Speaking of making the best of it, after TikToker Harper Lee uh, went viral for posting a video in which one of his co-workers <laughs> was very passionately singing a, uh, her rendition of Girls Love Girls. Oh, so this is where we're going with this now. I have a lot to say. Doc told me about this. I'm gonna let him finish the description. I just wanna let, let you all know that I have a lot to say, and maybe a little to sing. Um, his co-worker was soon afterward fired. Um, not related to the video per se, but some people might suggest that the video was one of the final nails in the coffin. She, yo, she was giving it her all, right? And, like, we've all been there, right? Like... Especially those of us who have long commutes on the way to work. You know, sometimes you got to get yourself in the mode. And me personally, I love those kind of people. And a lot of people who saw this video go viral were like, you know, I love those kind of people when it comes to work, right? Like, her singing may not have been the greatest, but that's not the point when you do a karaoke and you trying to live your best life at work. I, 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 I totally get it. Hey, Doc. <laughs> Doc. No, no, no. Hold on. Because it's like, I don't know. Why can't I make Doc? the best of it? Go, Doc. Go ahead. Go ahead. Have you ever had to work with one of these types of coworkers? <laughs> oh, I've had several of these kinds of coworkers. And if. Are there any that are especially notable? <laughs> As faithful listeners of the pod. That, that's right. I'm faithful listeners of the pod No, Zig and I used to work together many moons ago the when I was a young lad of 222 graveyard shift as you know at CVS so many moons ago that instead of a bluetooth speaker we would put our phone in a bowl that was until they got that little tower until speaker. they got the bluetooth speaker not it did it have bluetooth because i remember i had to bring the ipod in and hook the, the ox cord worked it, it yeah, doesn't and it had the ox cord 
So for our Gen Z listeners, it had an aux cord. Um, so not quite ancient technology, but you know it was fading. <laughs> no, it was very current at the time. No, now fade, it's fading. Fade, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Keep up, Grandpa. Anyway, I'm very disappointed. Every time I check, I'm like, oh, my phone doesn't have an aux port. <laughs> Come on, get with the times. Everybody's got, you know, the the fucking earbuds now, buddy. Right? Like, you really need to say. You know what's right great? I, I, all right, here. Elon Under understated thing. Drivers don't have to quote unquote get the aux cord over because they'll be like, oh, let me hook up Bluetooth. And be like, oh man, it's a whole pain in the ass. I gotta like stop driving. And yeah, turn uh, off. yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, like you don't have you don't hand over the aux cord privileges no more, drivers. Do you think Elon Musk uh, little robots are gonna have Bluetooth capabilities? We're gonna have brain tooth capabilities. They would have to have Bluetooth capabilities, right? Well, they operate on the same kind of. Um, environmental surrounding technology are we talking about the car or the brain chip the brain chip that's like the size of a neko no the robot you didn't see they debuted the prototype for the little tesla bot this weekend Mm, no i did not oh yeah no um they but it doesn't like have a frame it's like one of those Is, is it is it cute so it doesn't have a frame, or it doesn't have, like, the exoskeleton, right? It's literally just the framework with all the, like, hard wiring, and it looks like something out of a 1980s, like, sci-fi movie. Um, so C-3PO, got no, it. No, not C-3PO. No, more like, uh, god damn it, what's the... Danger, Will Robinson. No, no, even worse than that, dog, like... It's literally, like, you can see all the, like, hardware and shit. So C-3PO in the sequels. Or the prequels. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Where it's just literally C-3PO with, like, nothing but wires. Yeah, and not even, like, a good, like, face. It's that little black shield thing. So, 3PO. And it can, like, water plants and waves at the moment, so not even better than anything Boston Dynamics has done. Shout out to our people in Mass. We have listeners in Massachusetts. Shout out to our listeners in Massachusetts. Let's go Celtics. Maybe, you know, Elon is starting to lose his flair a little bit. Uh, and not even starting to lose his flair. Honestly, Shout out right? to listeners in Massachusetts. You have two Celtics fans here. Yes, you do. Um, I mean, honestly, Elon has always been in my opinion, a little bit overrated as far as his innovation is concerned. He is less Nikola Tesla and more... Henry Ford? No. Thomas Edison? Yes. Yes. He is less Nikola Tesla and more Thomas Edison. Because Thomas Edison stole several of his designs? I won't even say he stole several of his designs, right? Like, Thomas, well, Thomas Edison had more of a knack for, like, marketing. The shotgun, the makeup shotgun was Homer Simpson, not Thomas Edison. (laughs) Elon has more of a a knack for, like, marketing, right? Like, he he understands how to capture people's attention, right? Yeah, by going on the Joe Rogan podcast. And pretending to smoke weed. The way Elon Musk... Who smoked more weed, Elon or Clinton? 
I was okay, so I was literally getting ready to say the way Elon Musk smoked weed on the Joe Rogan podcast is how Bill Clinton claimed he smoked weed when he admitted he smoked weed. That's what Bill He Clinton, hit that shit hard as fuck. But that's mm. what Bill Clinton what Elon did is what When Bill, was he even talking about smoking weed? It, it, it better have been with like a rapper. When what Bill claimed he did is what Elon did on the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> it may or may not have actually been the way Bill Clinton smoked weed, dog, but like, all I know is if you come into a fucking cypher, like, don't, don't waste the weed like that, bro. We'd be scared talking to the police when we're sleeping. That's a waste of weed. <laughs> Line. All I'm saying is, what I okay. So what I really want to know though, after these two stories, is why are people so adverse to people having fun at work, dog? Like, ultimately, I feel like both of these stories accumulate in some haterade, right? I want to like, say, look, regardless I... of whether or not Shorty uh, Sierra Miss was posting TikToks for clout and may or may not have been fabricating things that you can or cannot get away with on an airline. <laughs> and shorty at work, you know, regardless of whether or not she got fired for actually cussing out one of her co-workers and not for passionately singing Drake, I do feel like there is this culture and like this kind of like controversial nature around people having fun at work. I want to say a partial reaction to that. And then I want you to continue on something. So remember, partial reaction, continue on something. Partial react, con continue on something. Partial react, continue on something. So my partial reaction, the person who is singing at work more likely to complain but your response as somebody who has worked with somebody who sings a lot who shall remain nameless how do you feel about this whole takeaway because I believe that that person who shall remain nameless that you worked with had a lot of fun at work and I will say as that person who shall not rename nameless when I worked at Baltimore Coffee and Tea and I will put it on record I can check the Yelp reviews there are some positive Yelp reviews about a nameless employee who sang while they were cleaning the room and everybody that they said was like, oh yeah, he was feeling it. He was killing Bowie. Metaphorically while singing and not physically. So playing Temple's Advocate here, right? Like, initially I feel like you should be allowed to have fun at work. And I will now, add to that, before you go into that, I just want to make a benchmark. I don't know. Because I think I have lost a job by having fun at work. Now, there is obviously a cutoff, right? Um, the way Shorty was, and you saw the TikTok, the way Shorty was singing was a bit excessive. <laughs> it's cool. It is one thing. I don't know. It is one thing. Now, I have worked with you, dog, and we work the, we work the graveyard shift. 
there are totally different rules for the graveyard shift. I so you like, heard me belting, right? I feel like if you work the graveyard shift and I come in and you're not singing, I'm a little worried that you were sociopath. So you've heard me like belt at work, right? Or at least the guy. In the in the graveyard shift, right? Yes. So I did this at 1.30 in the lunch rush. Because it's 1.30 in the morning. No. 1.30 oh, in the afternoon oh, oh, oh. in the lunch rush at a coffee shop. Well, our Yelp reviews were five fucking stars, yo. <laughs> because you want to know what the big difference between that TikTok and me is? I will tell you the key, and it's being in key. She was singing her motherfucking soul, though, son. Doesn't mean that it's in key. She was banging on that table with the force of her whole spirit, though. And if it was recorded for American Idol, which is apparently in the top 100 TV shows according to Rolling Stone, it would have been included in the show as a blooper. My whole point, though. As we move forward here, right, where we are kind of redefining, I mean, we've really been redefining not only just like office etiquette and office culture, but also work-life balance and like just, you know, uh, the nature of your work environment. Do you feel like it should be be more acceptable for people to be a little bit less formal in their workspace, right? Because a hundred thousand million percent. I will tell you in every single customer service job that I have ever worked, and I have worked many of them to great success from handling niche communities like card players to niche communities like millionaires. Okay. The best way to treat them is to treat them like you would any other person. So, so you want to know how I talk to people who are niche car players or millionaires? The same way I talk to you all in our audience. Yo, what's up, dog? How's you going? But I mean, how would you feel about your co-worker like filming TikToks while y'all are on shift, right? And she's, okay, or even maybe not while y'all are on I shift. I used to work right. at Dick's Last Resort, so it's kind of ingrained that I have to photobomb at every chance I can. In which case, I would have gone viral by tertiary. Turns out that there's a video on YouTube that I have, that not I have, but it has over half a million views that I'm in, like I'm featured on. Wow. Um, so you'd be perfectly fine with like a coworker of yours like doing like little fake exposés on their lunch break about the... As long as they let me in on it for the virals. Okay. Yeah, okay. we tag at the flood pod on everything. Right. And that's uh, on everything. You, it, 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 obviously, you know, you don't mind. Like, me personally, I, I have to have music on while I'm working, right? And, you know, I try to pick music because of the work environment. That By the way, the, the Doc found this new banger playlist on YouTube that we are going to have to post in the Discord and the Twitter. By the way, everybody joined the Discord. We're trying to get really active, posting our topics on there right. and everything. And you guys can help suggest topics and all of that, but with... That being said, like, but yeah, because of the work environment that I'm in, you know, I try to pick music that doesn't um, necessarily, that uh, 
I guess, neutral, right? Like, it's still music that I would listen to, but yeah. it's, it's, uh, safe. Like, if you threw on a 90s alternative rock playlist, literally no one would complain. It's not even that. Uh, it's mainly because it's instrumental, right? Which oh, takes yeah. out a lot of <laughs> yeah, like, the objective nature. Nobody can really get mad at any kind of instrumental, no, in my opinion. Exactly. It takes out, unless you're like... Like, uh, even the people that are like, I don't like screaming music. If you just have an instrumental of music that would normally include yeah. screaming, they still normally wouldn't complain. No. But with that being said, you know, the reason why I like... I, I mean, work music at work keeps me motivated. Absolutely. Right. Um, and for That's how we survived people, our fucking 11 to 7 shifts. Right. So for people who don't have the option to play music with, you know, no lyrics, like pure instrumental shit, right? Because that in itself is, I'm not going to say a luxury idea, right? But like, it's... it's. I would say it's something that you only get to appreciate given the opportunity. Right. It's... It's something of it's a gift of opportunity. Yeah, right? like if you're um, if you're in a position where you can't play music with lyrics, that's when you get to appreciate music without lyrics. But that's not something a lot of people come to. And with that being said, I don't, you know, necessarily mind after being forced to work at jobs where the playlist is set determined and you just have to listen to what the fuck. They're playing all day. Shout out to Six Flags. <laughs> if I'm allowed to play my own music, then I do what I... And, the, like, the job I'm at now, I can listen to podcasts. I can listen to audiobooks. He um, can listen to The Flood with Doc and Ziggy, and that's everywhere. And that's on everywhere. And that's on everything. I feel like you should be allowed to enjoy your workspace. Right, I, I, there, I do feel like there is a thin line between enjoying your workspace and goofing off, but it's one that I feel like should be explored a little bit more, because right now what we have is an environment where people I are would, really. I, I, I'm gonna take the asshole approach on this. Hold on, but right now what we have is an environment where people are really examining what their work life really is. I'm going to take right? the asshole approach to this. Okay. There's a difference between abusing your workplace and enjoying your workplace as far as management to concern, depending on how good you are of a singer. So you feel like... I got away with it because I'm good. You feel like it's the it's the harassment I feel policy. like I got away with it because I'm yeah, good. Because you're good. Yeah, it's the harassment policy, right? Like, it's it's also, uh, or what we could, to keep it relevant, it's the uh, serial killer policy, right? Like, the Jeffrey Dahmer. Shout out to Gladiator Amanatsu. I don't know his actual name, but he's in our Discord. I also know him through the I Am Nerd Discord. Okay. He dropped that line where he's like, Jeffrey Dahmer would definitely have a dating app. He said, I'd eat your ass one way or another. <laughs> uh, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted by all of this. Right he now. does stand up. A lot of his lines are really good. You can check our, uh, our stand-up channel on our Discord with some of the ones that he's posted. They're... 
A1. Oh, we have a stand-up channel on our Discord? Look, I don't even know. I'm not even hit. Yeah, it's just stand-up lines. A lot of it is I just post random stand-up lines that I come up with. Instead of, why wouldn't you just post the videos? Because they're not videos. They're just random things I think about while I'm driving. Welcome back to the flood. You all. This is actually know like very bonus it recording. Is. It's late. We are here. It is the late, In late show with not James Corden. It's Doc and Ziggy. And we are the flood. Talking about door holding etiquette? So, this is something that has been racking my brain for the better part of two months. I judge somebody's character off of the door holding scenario. This wait, is wait, what do you what do you mean? It is when the most common human interaction that we all have on the daily basis if you really you think really, about it. And really it is the five perceive. to ten to thirty seconds based on how you would hold a door for somebody or somebody holds the door for you. Now, so for example, really if, so, if, if, if really the door holding the scenario door. is 30 seconds long, you think about how much distance somebody travels in 30 seconds. If you are holding that door oh open God. for them, that is really awkward. Like, say you're living in the cake song, short skirt and long jacket, and you're holding the door open for the short skirt and long jacket. She is not going to talk to you at the bank line. She's just not. But also, if I'm like two seconds before a dude walking behind the door and he doesn't hold it, I'm not even two seconds, like two steps, two and a half steps. Like if I'm the DB chasing down the wide receiver and like it, I could dive for the legs and still get the legs type of distance and they don't hold the door for me, I'm going to think that they're an asshole. So... Also, like, if I'm if, if I'm walking into a door and somebody doesn't hold the door for me, like, all right, imagine if you're walking into a door and another dude is walking out of a door and we'll throw the real extreme in there and they aggressively close the door. Okay. How do you feel about that person? First of all, if anybody slams the door, what the fuck do you mean, how do I feel about that person? If anybody slams the door in your face... We'll say it's a double door. We'll asshole. say it's a double door. So it doesn't actually even impede your movement. But you're walking in through the right door. And they see they're walking out of the left door. And then slam the door behind them. Also, even though you would still logically go through the right door. Assume it's a Wawa where they always have the double doors. <laughs> okay. Like, I feel like you're not helping your argument at all because, once again, if the person leaving out the opposite door, like, slams the door on your way in, like, could, I would, I, personally, I would be like, okay, well, that person had a terrible experience at Wawa. I hope <laughs> I'm not, like, victim to the same circumstances that they were on their way out. The fuck do you even mean? What kind of question is that? Second of all, I feel like the... Okay, so your objective argument here is you 
can judge somebody's also, at what personality point? type. Hold on. You can judge somebody's personality type based on their door holding etiquette. Is that what you are saying? If they are craving attention, they will hold the door open 20 seconds for somebody. You th Okay, so you are saying somebody that holds the door open will say more than 15 seconds. I say that door holding is one of the most complex and nuanced experiences that humans regularly interact with. Okay, so what is your proper idea of door holding etiquette then? Ooh, that is a complicated and nuanced answer, sir. So Are we talking you, distance you, away from the door? What, at what, what point would you say that holding the door open that's for someone a certain distance away is awkward? That's what I'm asking you. If you feel, if the person that you are holding the door for feels like that they have to pick up their pace at all, do you feel like that is awkward? Do you feel like that you are putting almost an unnecessary amount of helpful energy to the point where they have to expend extra energy to appreciate your help? You don't want to ask me this question. You want to know why you don't want to ask me this question? Because I find enjoyment in holding the door open for people who are like yards across the fucking parking lot. <laughs> so you just want to see them run. Yes. Yes. I will hold the door open for you just to watch you run across the line. And this is why this interaction is so telling. Does that make me a sociopath? That makes you... Mm, it makes you closer to one than others would be. So then you judge people if they don't hurry up. So no, hold on. Like if they don't hurry up, no. do you still hold the door open for them? Or do you just say, oh, they're not hurrying okay. and then let the door go? So I was going to say it's like a game of chicken for me, right? <laughs> Where I'm like, how long do I got to hold this door open before you going to pick up your pace a little bit? <laughs> right? Because I'm like, I got What is that threshold? Is it distance or is it time? I, I or is it a show of effort, like a like a football coach would say in high school? Shout like out three-year letterman. For me, it's like a show of effort, right? It's like, I don't need you to run, but if it looks like you got a little shuffle in your step, like, oh, he's holding the door open for me. <laughs> All right, so here I have, to draw, I have to draw a through line with one of my islands, right? Okay. I know I've said on record, if you walk in front of my car, at like a drive-thru or something, you best like show a little bit of effort that you are going to, to, to like. Every time you say that, I'm like, who is walking? Like, even if you're just cars? like picking up your bag, just look like you're trying to go so faster. So you mean like at a crosswalk? Right? Yeah. Like yeah. when you at a crosswalk and somebody is driving, and, and, or excuse yeah, me, like at yeah. least look like you're trying to go faster. Once again. To play devil's advocate, <laughs> if I'm walking across the crosswalk, I am purposefully not going. It's like no, I do, I do keep. All right, pace. but I also I am like the one pace. where it's like an old but, grandma is crossing the street, and I see young buck white walk right past them. I'm like, motherfucker, fill in the cliche, help her across the goddamn street. Yo, I actually like saw that like first person the other day. I saw this young gentleman offered to help 
this older woman who had to be like in her 80s, right? And she was, you know, moving with the walker and everything. And he ran and grabbed the door for her. And her ride was like parked on the side and the door was open waiting for her and everything. And he was like, do you need help carrying anything in your car or anything like that? And I was like, oh my God, look at this fucking <laughs> chivalrous citizen here. <laughs> like... Oh my god, what an example you're setting, sir. <laughs> like, somebody should give this man some Reddit gold. Like, <laughs> Alright, so at what point of distance, you sociopath, would you not hold the door for somebody? Alright, let me give you an exact like, reference. Okay. Alright, hold on. Let's agree on a specific gas station. The Wawa at Quarterfield Walmart. Do you know that Wawa? Is this a drug deal? Let's agree on a specific gas station? Sure, yes. <laughs> a drug deal where the drug deal is holding the door for someone. So I get a serotonin boost because somebody did something nice for me the other yes. day? Yes. <laughs> or you did something nice for someone else, okay? <laughs> Alright, so. The Quarterfield Walmart Wawa, right? We have that visual. You're at that door. Okay. How far away do they have to be for you to continue to hold the door? The first gas pump, the second gas pump, the third gas pump, the back row parking lot, across the street, at that's, the dash in. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's crazy, right? <laughs> like, obviously, we're talking within, like, I don't know, spitting distance. <laughs> so, the first row of gas pumps. Yes, obviously the first row. So if you're holding, right. if you're holding the door, just far enough to make watching somebody pick up their pace entertaining, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, somebody like you. Like hold, if you were like li two gas pumps away, you'd be like making eye contact while these people are running towards you, right? Yeah. yeah no, obviously I'm keeping eye contact the whole time, or else I wouldn't be a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> no, like. <laughs> It's far enough that the person sees you, like, so they don't see you holding the door for them at first, or it's, they, like, they see you moving towards the door, and then they realize you're holding the door for them, so they're like, oh, shit, I gotta, like, you know, pick up All right, let's reverse bit. this. <laughs> at what distance do you feel like you have to run for the door versus you just say, ah, fuck it, they'll let go in a second? Oh, I never <laughs> it's me on the other end I, I'm always like okay like I'm always walking at a stride that's enough. but do you ever feel bad for making the other person feel awkward so I'm always walking at a stride that is like fast enough to be like oh he'll be to the door in no time right so like I never switch up my stride because somebody's holding the door I'm like thank you because I always hold the door open for people. That's just... That's a reflection of who you are, though. That's the core of this argument. That's I mean, the core of this argument. I get it. That's why I think it's funny, because I find it funny to watch people be like, oh, shit, he's holding the door open. I'm just saying, the people that, like, don't hold the door open for me or anything like that have mullets and wear American flag <laughs> shirts. So, would you say that... It happens more often when I'm wearing my Dreamville shirt. Do you... <laughs> do you find it happens more often than not that people hold the door open for you? 
You see, I Shout feel like it depends on distance. Like, and I'm also, I'm the type that will take okay, the extra step if somebody's up. holding the door for me because it's I also would be a hypocrite if I don't take the extra step when somebody's holding the door where if I'm like, take the extra step where you're walking in front of my fucking car. Fuck all that. In the macro, do you feel like more often than not, people hold the door open for you when they see that you are behind them? The question is, is how far behind them? No, it's not. I'm talking about on average. I'm yes, saying... I would say on average. Yeah. All right, so, okay, so I will say okay. there is a difference, though, because there are the people how that open the, the door versus the people that open the door and look behind them. There are people oh that open the God. door and this, look this behind guy. them. This guy. You see, there are people I've noticed who open the door and look behind them, and they'll see me, and I'll take the extra step, and they'll just turn their head back and let the door fall back in front of them. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. So there, I would say that there are different archetypes of people who hold the door. <laughs> so you have your chaotic evil, neutral evil, lawful evil. So, so right, like chaotic evil would be somebody who like sees you and actively closes the door. Right. <laughs> the person we mentioned in the beginning, right? Neutral evil would be seeing you and then just like pull it and let their hand go. Yeah, like lawful I, evil would I just would, see you and let it fall. I wouldn't even say pull it and let their hand go, right? I would say like they hold the door and they look at you until they decide they don't want to look at you. So then we get to lawful neutral, where it would be like, sees you, holds the door open as long as they are looking your direction. Yeah. True neutral would be like, hold the door, turn their head, then let go. Uh, yeah, exactly. Chaotic yeah. neutral would be like, see you, start closing the door, and then turn away. Right, like... Okay. You, you get to your chaotic good who would be like, hold the door, turn their head, start That's, taking a step, and then walk away. So you no. get their, like, Leo Leonardo no, DiCaprio no, shot. chaotic good is me, right? It's the person who gets in. Oh, who, hold, who <laughs> holds it excessively long? <laughs> and watches you run for the door. Like, yeah, come on. Are you going to make both of us wait? <laughs> Neutral good would be the one that sees the one gas pump roll. It follows it. And then, no, neutral good would be the one that sees people already walking from the one gas pump rule yeah. and holding it. And then lawful good would be the one gas pump rule plus. So, But less than the two gas pump rule because that would fall into chaotic good. Okay, judge, where do you put yourself? I think I fall into the chaotic good. Chaotic. So with me, then the whole time you're criticizing me for watching people run like, oh my god, I can't believe he's gonna hold the door. That's all. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I feel like I fall into chaotic good. Because yeah, it's funny. If we just if we we just went through the entire D and D alignment chart for holding doors for people, and I feel like we both fall into chaotic good. We will hold the door excessively long for you. 
just to watch and see if you will run. Because if you don't run, we will determine that you are an asshole. And you will think, without ever mentioning it to anybody else, wow, I feel like an asshole for not running for these guys holding the fucking door for me. He'll determine that you're an asshole. I will just determine that you do not want to participate in the game of chicken that I'm trying to play right now. <laughs> because to me, personally, it, it's not that heavy. It's just funny. <laughs> Some men just want to watch the world burn. Because if you've ever held the door open for somebody who is like, not halfway across the parking lot, but across the, like... Also, there's another other variable. Other side of the what if they, how? What if they are holding things? What if it's a baby? Does it matter if they're holding okay, X amount of groceries so I, and or a baby? Okay, so I feel like if they're holding a baby, then you're obligated to hold the door open. But that then how much more of an asshole are you for actively closing the door in front of somebody who's holding a baby? First of all, Does that, is that like super villain energy? Not first of all, like ninth of all. Like, well, yes, that's super villain energy. <laughs> who the fuck closes the door on a person with a baby? Lex Luthor. That's who. I don't even feel like Lex Luthor would do that. No, fucking Republicans. That's who. <laughs> like, of course we made you have that baby. That doesn't mean we're gonna help you feed it. Fuck out of here. You have an EBT card? You can EBT wait. I wasn't even talking about EBT. I'm talking about the fucking baby formula shortage. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Baby formula is still expensive. I can tell you, because I got a baby. <laughs> I would say that I do agree that somebody's door holding etiquette is a good indication of a personality trait. Although, I don't know if I would go as far as to say that you could diagnose a sociopath by how long they hold the door open for somebody. Um, specifically because I am once again reminding people that I am not a sociopath. I would just like to, and I am not a serial killer. I'm not going to add any qualifications to that. I also feel like, out of context... <laughs> Both of those cuts. Both of those require context. Hi, Ted the Fed. Listen. Follow our Discord and you'll know the context. Follow us at the Flood Pod on everything. And that's on everything. And by the way, we're ending this episode. That's just to let you guys know that. You can get all of your Yu-Gi-Oh, Flesh and Blood, Magic the Gathering, and Pokemon, and or card supplies, and or board games at TokenMTG.com. And if you use the promo code Ziggy, you can 10% off of your order. And that's just to tell you that that's the only normal thing going on because getting discounted card games and card game supplies and board games should be normalized. And it only can be at TokenMTG.com. <laughs> Shout out to TokenMTG.com. That's in Edgewater. And you can find us at the Flood Pod on everything. And once again, that is on everything. Thank you guys for joining us again. And keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. Deuce. Be safe, everybody. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.
Oh, it is time to 